0: Welcome to Give a Heck. I am your host White Heck and for much of my life, lived my life in quiet desperation, wondering how I was going to pay the bills, take vacations, save for retirement, and one day wondering if I would get off the hamster wheel of life and have purpose. A life that most of society lives, which takes us to work, then home, then repeat, and pays us hopefully enough just to survive. The harsh truth that most live with more months than money and have no idea how to live life on purpose, not by accident. This ensures the mass majority are living not just financially broke, however emotionally and mentally as well due to financial pressures. In each episode, I will introduce you to thoughts, ideas and guests that can help you to learn how you too can live life on purpose, not by accident. Good day and welcome to Give A Heck. On today's show, I welcome Ari Witt. Ari is a business owner from Southern California. She runs Digital Nomad Designs, a creative business that helps brands with their websites, creative assets, and custom build-outs. She started her business out of a fascination for modern design, intuitive user experience, and of course, her love for travel. Ari is a self-development and habit-obsessed world traveler who is constantly looking for new ways to grow brands. Her life mission is to inspire people to travel more and go after their dream, even if it is unconventional. In today's episode, Ari and I will be having a conversation on websites and design, mindset, business, travel, and maybe even some finance. I'd like. To welcome you to the show, Ari. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on and share with us some of your life journey. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk to you.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. So um, the the first thing I'm going to talk to you about and ask you about, um, I use the word origin. Why? Because I'm a Marvel and DC fan, and you look at all the different things that go on. They all of a sudden they have, you know. The origin story, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes in life, people just talk about where they are presently, yeah. but we don't know the scope of how they got there and why they got there. So the origin story is so important. So tell me your origin story and what key things from your childhood to adulthood that led you to where you are currently.
1: Oh, well, I love that question. Great question. Um, my origin, I, I always go back to like when I was. Um, when I was younger, so I grew up with, um, you know, regular, pretty regular family, parents, two sisters, um, I was definitely the most, like, independent out of my sisters, uh, just out of my family, I was always, like, on my own, uh, basically, I can remember, like, even starting kind of, like, in high school, uh, I, we lived, like, almost 10 miles from my high school, but I would make sure to get up. Uh, like as early as possible to go bike to school because I just like wanted to get out of the house and just be on my own. Um, and so a lot of my origin comes from uh, just like being independent. And um, that's a lot of who I am right now. I pride myself on kind of uh, the, uh, what is it? The Myers-Briggs says it's like um, my thing is indif- uh, confident individualism so I really do strive like on my independence Um, and then besides that like um, so I guess going off of that actually my independence in uh, when I was younger even went um, through like Through high school like I went uh, I started a job and um literally started as soon as I could I even like begged the person to um let me work because I was still a little bit too young to legally work and that was another way of me just kind of like wanting to get out of the house and um just be on my own or kind of like start uh just like start working start doing something for myself and getting my own um income basically as much as I could. I wasn't like a huge job, just a cafe, but it was just a way to be able to be like responsible. Um, And somewhere along the way, I also was able to get really resourceful. And I think that that's something that has um, translated into who I am today. And I think a lot of that came into play when I um, started traveling a lot so uh when you go and travel places like you're in this whole new environment um your your routine is like has to completely change all of a sudden and and you have to figure out like how you're gonna get from point a to point b in this foreign country where you have no idea how to speak the language so you get like really resourceful you have to kind of figure things out and that has played a huge part in like my entrepreneurial journey and having to figure things out because I obviously don't have the answers to everything. So, um, so yeah, I guess circling back around a lot of my origin comes from my independence when I was younger, as well as my resourcefulness that I've been able to gather while I've, um, while I've traveled and started my business.
0: Wow. That's awesome. So (laughs) you were a confident in my, in the wording I'd use, you were a confident introvert. So you were somebody that wanted to be, independent you were confident about that independent but you didn't need others to be around you to accomplish it
1: yeah I would say that um I'm I'm totally okay with being on my own and honestly I guess that's that's something that I yeah I guess I was always like that um yeah
0: (laughs) really it's a strength though People it don't is. people don't realize like I'm extremely introverted. I may not seem that mm-hmm. way. I had to I've you know 53 years in this planet, I've had to work hard to be extroverted. I've I was the person that would walk into a room and would uh, you know, I'd want to be the shadow standing mm-hmm. against the wall mm-hmm. to the point where now I, I go in and I seek out and try to build and network and, and have those relationship connections. I can I'm just fine being you know
1: also allows you to um I'm, I'm try to be very observant and um I think that's helped me a lot with um with my business right now so like when I talk to clients or I'm or or actually if I'm talking to leads I am very observant of their uh their like whether it's their body language or the way that they're speaking and using sensory acuity to uh be able to understand what it is that they want. Um, And so like being an introvert, you can, you kind of learn to be observant and look around and, and understand how people are, um, you know, interacting with their own environment and take hints from that and, um, and then be able to use that, you know, for me, I use that in, in my business to be able to create like good relationships and understand what clients um, really want and, uh, just kind of their overall um, uh, style of working it's been really helpful in that way
0: I love that yeah i I'd, I'd have to agree being introverted has taught me, and i you know it just it took me a while to come to that realization, but introverted people are people that, in my opinion look to be people that are studying human nature and you know becoming a, a a lifelong learner of of human behavior so i'm always looking at people's body language i listen for their tonality and you know obviously the different things that you and i participate in together together from rta to 365 driven society though that's helped us with things like sensory acuity and being able to ensure that we level up at at least 10% more than the person we're communicating with. And we can always be who we need to be outside of our daily lives. And we're not being a facade, we're just being what people need in order to help them achieve what they want to achieve, right? Being a servant of others, whether we're introverted or not, can be um uh, introversion is is a blessing in my opinion right so many people over my lifetime oh he's introverted or you know you need to get out of your shell and blah 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 well I look at extroverted people no offense to them great good for you but sometimes they go overboard whereas an introverted person seems to be more controlled in the sense of uh understanding humans right
1: yeah I think there's like a a misconception that you that being introverted and like having this like mentality of you know getting after it hustling um you know grinding like that they're mutually um exclusive but you can be both like you can you can have an introverted style but you can also be somebody who is uh, really determined and relentless and um and just kind of like getting after it and hustling so uh, I think that took me a while to figure out. I thought like because I was had this introverted personality that I was like that that i I very much thought that that was like part of my identity, and like um in a way where it it was the i guess stereotypical introvert where you are um where you are like quiet or that you can't, um, you know, like also have that drive and motivation to go after and and get what it is that you want. Like, there's, I just felt like there is you that you couldn't be both. And so it took me a little bit to realize that you can.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because really, society or what I call the committee of they is made us feel and I can still remember even from you know, back in school, like grade school, all the way up to going to college, where people made me feel like it was a detriment to be introverted. And actually, once you learn that to embrace that, embrace and love who you are and what you see in the mirror, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%. So the next thing I want to discuss is why the name digital nomad design and how does that tie into your love for travel and still continuing to help others while enjoying your passion to see the world?
1: Yeah. So digital nomad designs, which is gonna, which is plural. Um, I, I, I'm, I use that name. First of all, I just, I like the way that it sounds D N D, and um it, It really plays off this term that I became familiar with in probably like 2017 of a digital nomad. And I was like fascinated with this fact that people were able to go and travel the world while still working. And I was like, how is that even possible? If you're working, don't you need to be like at a desk or in an office somewhere? Um, How can you, how can you do that? And so it kind of started my, um, or it piqued my interest for exploring that idea and wondering, like, how I could be able to um, not only, like, create my own schedule and kind of just, like, work wherever I wanted, but to be able to work in another country. I was like, that sounds amazing. Um, I want to try that out. So um, so that name came from me... Uh, Actually going and out and experimenting with how how what it would be like to go and work um and and travel in another country. So, uh, I I mean I guess I can go into kind of like how I uh, how I started my business because I didn't. I'd really, love to know. Yeah, I didn't actually have that name until I had decided to quit my job and actually go all in in starting my business, and it wasn't until that point where I was like well, I guess I had just been trying out the digital nomad lifestyle. I might as well add designs to the end of that because it sounds cool. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Wow. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Because I, I understood when I, you know, it never really dawned on me till last night when I was, you know, putting together what I wanted to discuss with you today and have that conversation. And and it dawned on me your your love for travel and then I was on your site and I seen some pictures uh, you know or was it on Instagram I think I clicked on one of the um and it showed you working yeah. you know traveling and I thought hmm nomad okay there we go yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask you about that I want to hear your take on it so you know yeah you're that's that's amazing though because I'm actually looking myself personally working on uh, another YouTube channel where the couple that I'm getting mentored that I've paid for their mentorship is to set up a YouTube channel. They work all around the world and they, they do a million dollars a year in business in my industry. They're licensed in 48 of the States yet they can be in Jamaica and they're doing their business, right? Yeah. They don't have to. So they're the, what you're doing with your business, but they're on the finance insurance side and that's, I'm setting up another company for doing that as well. So it's that's exciting awesome. to hear it, it kind of, um, it motivates me because I haven't done it yet, but you've done it and it's exciting to hear.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I still have so much more to do. I, I really, I'm looking forward to when we're able to travel again to, um, to be able to continue. There's so, I mean, obviously there's endless places to explore, but, uh, what you were saying about like your, um, the, your friends that are in Jamaica, like, and that they're running a million dollar business. I think that speaks to like one of my, my missions is to be able to inspire people to, uh, live out their dream, even if it's unconventional. And it's, it's very unconventional to run a million dollar business while also traveling the world. Like most people think that you have to have this huge HQ and like, uh, you know, like just a a whole team of people which you do you need a team but like you can also do that while being remote while being on a remote island somewhere as long as you have like wi-fi or something but like you can you can have both you can have like the lifestyle that you want and you can have the 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 job or the business that you want Um, and they're not they're not mutually exclusive you can have them together and so that's what i love about having my business digital nomad designs is that like i really take priority in integrating both lifestyle and work together
0: yeah and that's that is amazing that you know at at your age you have the ability to do and create so much that you know, even though other, there's other people your age that would, you know, they still have that brick and mortar mentality, even people my age, you know, so for me to think outside that box, because I love travel too. And, and uh, I want to do exactly what you're talking about, right? I want to be able to travel and do whatever. It wasn't that I, I, you know, was scared priorly to figure it out. Technology wasn't necessarily there. The companies we deal with aren't necessarily comfortable with it. So many people have that brick and mortar mentality, but you're right. You don't have to be have a team surrounding you in in what I call a false wall jungle where you're all in little cubicles. That doesn't need to be reality anymore. We can have a team of individuals. We can get onto a Zoom call, talk to them, give them what they need to do. We do our work, they do their work. If they're not type of person that can perform outside of the brick and mortar, then they're not your fit. You look for your tribe and you keep on building. Right. So the next thing I wanted to, Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, and it's like, there's, there's two very opposite uh, ends of the spectrum. There's people who uh, maybe can't imagine the idea of working while traveling and integrating the two. But then there's also, I, I, I um, found in, traveling and working uh, around other digital nomads that there's this other uh group on the other side where they're so much into the traveling that they maybe forget about the um fact that they run their own schedule and they also are still have to hold themselves accountable for meeting deadlines or running you know um creating like a successful business or doing their work for their clients like there's another side where it's like you have to make sure that you're also disciplined when um you are choosing to go work and travel at the same time and i think that that sometimes gets lost on the other side where um you're so much into the traveling that you kind of forget about the fact that you also still have to run a business or maybe they're freelancers and they have freelance clients that they still have to attend to so um My kind of like two, uh, I mean, I've got a few, but my two main like pillars for uh, myself are always make time for adventure and also stay disciplined. So adventure and discipline are things that are really important to me when I am going to uh, travel, knowing that I also have to continue to run my business. Um, So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Adventure and discipline. Look at you go like that's It's (laughs) true though. Everything you said is true. Like I I smile because I appreciate your thought process. I appreciate what you have accomplished and are accomplishing, right? So you have so, so much yet you can still accomplish. And, you know, as long as you always have the ability to realize that you're never going to stop learning and you're going to always want to grow and you just hit the nail on the head. You can go and travel. Just remember somewhere along the travel, or your destination that you're at, let's say you are in a Jamaica or you're in wherever, whatever country, maybe you're even sitting in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You can still work. And the people I've um, gotten to know on that are, that are mentoring me for doing the same similar thing in my industry, they uh, do their stuff in the morning. They got their calendar set up, their calendly people book, the only book in the morning and then the afternoon and evening are their time. And, and yeah, they've done it on cruise ships, they've done it everywhere. And I just, I'm intrigued by that. Now that my kids are all growing up, I want to live the life that you're already living, right? Because <laughs> I love travel, right? And I've had some great travel destinations. But that's one of the things I wanted to ask you as a side note, because people are interested, I'm interested in the ones that are the listeners that aren't, they can shut it off, shut off the show, I guess, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, what are, where are some of the most interesting places you've traveled so far?
1: Ooh, uh, um, they all have their own like I don't know pick, personality. Pick, pick or one or two, yeah. Whatever. Just pick. I really like Tulum, Tulum, Mexico. Uh, oh, it's a okay. huge digital nomad hub, and it's I mean, there's amazing food, amazing beaches, uh, and really nice hostels um, that are also like digital nomad uh, friendly. Um, so I really like Tulum. It's kind of the first place that I really tested out the digital nomad lifestyle. And the other one, um, if somebody wanted to give it a tr- give out give it a try to uh, be like a digital nomad or be around other other people who are doing that same thing, then Bali is kind of like that typical place to try out. Uh, there's a huge expat and digital nomad community over there. There's so much to see. It is getting slightly um, westernized, if that's a word, <laughs> uh, and just because so many people are actually even moving there, but it's a good place to um, kind of like warm up and see if it's the kind of lifestyle that you would be interested in.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. I, never, I would have never thought of either of those places, <laughs> right? But you know what? That's why I asked, because yeah. there there will be people that are interested And even though my name won't be digital nomad, the same thing is what I want to accomplish with, you know, same sort of thing. I want to be able to coach whatever, let's say I'm uh, speaking engagement and I go speak somewhere, wherever it is in the globe, when we are allowed to stand on stages again, Mm -hmm. and I'll be able to go back to my room and still accomplish my business. Yeah. So a balance between work and play is possible, is what you're, you've are you already accomplishing and you want to continue to accomplish. And that gives me hope and it's going to give listeners hope. So I really appreciate your perspective on, on Yeah,
1: absolutely. That. And I think like with COVID happening, like I, I think like I, I was also in the beginning, I was really like bummed that I wasn't going to be able to travel um, for who knows how long. But honestly like if you look at it another way like um because of COVID like so many companies are having their teams work remotely and I don't think I think for a lot of them they're going to continue to work remotely even um as the as the COVID as COVID you know recovers or whatever um so I think that there's only going to be more opportunities what I'm saying there's only going to be more opportunity for people to travel while they're working
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, You know, people talk about the new normal or Mm -hmm. we're never going to go back to the old normal. Well, really, what is normal? It's called innovation. Life changes and things continue to evolve. We couldn't be doing what we're doing right now 10 years ago. It did Mm -hmm. not exist unless you spent huge money to do, um, you know, what they called, not necessarily zoom, but you do your corporate connection through video and stuff. I was in calls like that, but you'd be in a boardroom and they'd have these services that you'd pay for. It wasn't convenient. Technologies Uh allowed us to, you know, and yeah, in some ways it's sad that certain brick and mortar is going to die, but you know what it is, what it is. You just, you got to continue to pivot and move forward and, you know, I don't think that I think what people call air quotes for the listeners, um, the new norm is actually exciting. And <laughs> it's something that you can embrace and you can spend more time doing the nomad lifestyle.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're a
0: traveler, if you're not a traveler and you in your home body, then you spend more time in your backyard or in your house or whatever. It's all good. It's all relative to what makes your heart go pitter patter. What makes you feel good between the six inches down to your heart and soul, right? So good for you. Thank you so much again for sharing. Um, Can you tell me some of the lessons you've learned about dealing with your clients and how it has impacted how you run your business? So let's say from when you started to where you are now, what lessons have you learned, Mm -hmm. right? And how has it impacted how you deal with clients now? Like, in interaction with them or how you gather information or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that I have learned so much about making sure that I'm understanding exactly what the client wants and that it's really about them and their vision. Um, I think at the beginning I was so concerned about like how I can or what it is that I do and showing them my work. And it was a little bit too much about what I could do for them and not enough listening to what it is that they want and then figuring out from what they want, like how I can get them what they need and still phrasing it as what they want, right? It's that kind of like want versus need thing, but um, it's, yeah so like one of the biggest lessons is just really um taking a bigger picture view of what the client is actually looking for what their long-term vision is how this whether it's a website or some sort of creative asset or seo how that plays into their longer-term vision Um, and uh, just seeing how what we can do right now can prepare them for that longer-term vision um that's probably one of the biggest lessons is yeah like i said just understanding what what is that they want kind of taking the attention away from me and it's so much more about them which is funny because this is why it's a little bit like it's so new to me to be doing a podcast because i'm so used to being on the other side of like asking the client questions wondering how their business is doing like what their plans are that it's like i I take a step back and just listen to them and hear them speak so
0: (laughs) well it's, it's so business in general though if, if uh, you really want to strive to have more success forces us by choice, obviously to become better versions of ourselves. So your introverted nature where you already discussed this prior, you know, has helped you be a better listener. Your business Mm -hmm. though has also developed and helped you with your introverted nature become extroverted when you require it to help ensure that you are listening to your clients and giving them, what they need saying the right things um so that's awesome that you know you've realized that and you're growing as you continue to progress through your business um so when you talk about dealing with your clients and you're communicating with them do you find that you get critics from other people like in the essence like when you're dealing with your clients do you ever get criticized by them on your ideas or systems or do you have a hundred percent, you know, all in attitudes from them?
1: I don't, I honestly I can't think of a time where I've gotten criticized by uh, clients for processes or uh, anything like
0: Implementation? that. Implementation or how you've implemented yeah, something.
1: I. It's taken a little bit of time to get to this point, but like, so maybe maybe I've like maybe if it has happened, it was in the beginning, and I've like blocked it out. But it's gotten to a point where I feel, for the for the most part, especially with any site any sort of site design or SEO services, I'm so confident in the way that we. Fun, that in the way that we do our systems and processes, and the way that we um, just. Create the the experience and the end result. I'm I'm so confident in the work that we do that I don't um, I don't feel like there's any room for for criticism. However, there are times, obviously, where there will we'll, um, we'll do a design and there's parts of the design that the client doesn't like. Like that's just
0: that's oh, that's difficult.
1: typical. Yeah for me it's really hard to accept that that sometimes because I'm so like attached to the design work that we do that I'm like what you didn't you didn't like that like image placement or something (laughs) so sometimes it's a little hard for me to be like okay like get rid of the ego like this is for them all of that so um so yeah so I do have that kind of criticism and and sometimes it's like a Hard pill of swallow, but it's really it's really not because that's part of the design process, so it's something that i'm um you know consistently learning to uh be okay with <laughs> with their uh with their feedback um but as far as like the the overall process of a client uh, a client experience and and uh and all of that like I'm very confident in the way that we work and the and results that we provide
0: yeah so you know, the reason I asked you that question and you a uh, great response um, is because people that are listening, they don't realize that the journey of starting a business isn't just about understanding, you know, let's go find market some and get some clients or do whatever to bring in business. The struggle is real to develop who we are so mm-hmm. that we have better client uh, skills to deal with clients and not take things personally. Because really at the end of the day, how many people in society take what people say as they take it personal when all it is is the fact that they want what they want. They're paying you for a service in your business. And it's nice to hear that, you know, you struggled. And that may sound weird, but people need to understand that starting a business is is a you know, it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey, and your struggle is real. You've already admitted it, which is a good thing. Vulnerability is a hard thing for small businesses and entrepreneurs because we've been so stuck into what we think should, things should be. And the harsh reality is, is when we start doing our businesses, things can slap us upside the head, right? It's, and we got to just, we got to pivot. We got to let go, like you said, ego, right? And, and the struggle's real, but you're continuing to grow. And I know myself, for the listeners, giveaheck.com has been from scratch designed by Ari. It is just finishing its second phase transition only after a few months of going live. It's going to continue to be a work in progress. I, you know, as an advertisement for my friend, I would highly suggest you check out Digital Nomad. <laughs> science with an s sorry yeah. for missing the s oh, no
1: no it's all good Thanks. yeah
0: I, I i was tired when i typed it last night <laughs> right i was up till 2 um so yeah thank you so much and that's why i asked that question some people don't realize why i ask specific questions it's to, so that you're, we're always relatable to the people that are giving us their time to listen to this uh um, episode or watch it maybe they're watching it on youtube, YouTube part of me so I know your business in 2019 to 2020 has had exponential growth. You and I have talked about that. Tell me what processes do you use to structure your day to ensure you can effectively help everyone yet still have a life outside of work? An example, you use powerless, many days, structured calendars. What do you do to ensure that you have a balance between work and play?
1: Yeah. So it really depends on whether I'm on seventy-five hard or not, which is um, some. You're of the, on phase two, right? Some of the listeners might know what that is. Uh, phase one.
0: Oh, you're on phase one. Okay. Right
1: now, it's super structured, but um, on the times that I'm not, it is mostly structured around habits and making sure that I get the habits in that I uh, uh, strive to achieve each day. So you could call it something similar to the power list, but, um, it's, uh, like that's probably the, the power list is is probably what started my interest in habits and really realized how important habits are to being a better person in life in general. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I basically make it, um, a goal to get a certain kind of ha- amount of habits done each day, whether that's like drink a certain amount of water, um, fasting, uh, working out, reading. Like those are kind of like the main things, and those are like the that's like the aspect of, aspect of personal growth for me. Where if I make sure that I'm getting those things done, then I feel like I'm on I'm continuing on this track of growth and moving forward. So. I structure my day around a lot of making sure that I get those big blocks done as far as habits. Um, and then as far as like running my business, basically from eight to noon is like my time that I like in that I've realized is my flow state. So I get as much as I can done. I'm working with my team or even uh, doing like sales calls with potential clients during that time, just I, I, reserve that time for the, for the time of the day that I really need to be like 100% there. And, um, as far as like, I probably do struggle though, a little bit with actually making sure that I am balancing my day out in a way where, um, I'm not like basically working super late. I I do have a tendency to do that, just because I honestly love what I do so much that I find myself like wanting to be up at like from ten to midnight, like grinding out and like working on stuff. And it's not the best habit to be in, but um, uh, that's that's a work in progress.
0: (laughs) I completely relate. I am. I'm a person that you know. I've on the podcasts I get interviewed on I tell people like my favorite time is to work at night mm-hmm. it's quiet the world's shut down um, you know it's I'm just working and people say well don't you ever get tired of it like how late did you work yesterday oh I might only work till seven or eight and then I had some supper or dinner for other people <laughs> that call it dinner and I'll say well you know what you know I decided I was going to knock off for the day, you know, 10, 12 hour a day, whatever. Maybe and then one day I might only work five hours. It all depends. But I work because I have a passion and love what mm-hmm. I'm doing. So it's nothing for me to all of a sudden I'll I'll be working away and I'll look down and go, holy, it's 8 30 already and I haven't eaten because I I do fasting as well too. Um yeah, so it it I do things specifically throughout the day. Um, get things done, just like you're talking about. And I'm, I'm, I got weak things too. Like I've used the power list. I, I, I don't think I'd ever be able to accomplish Ed's mini day. I'm not that Type A, all <laughs> right. I'm Type A in certain things, but not driven like that to have three structured days in a in one day. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried doing the 168 hour calendar where I structure from this time to this time, and I found that what works for one person doesn't work for another. So, you know, you've adjusted to powerless for you and that's fantastic. And, and I do a, use a similar version of what you're talking about. So thanks for sharing about that. Right. And, um, and how you've been able to continue to push yourself forward. Some people don't realize there's a zone time. I have a zone time too, where I'm more effective, where in the afternoon I get kind of lethargic and I need to have a nap. <laughs>
1: And it wasn't it wasn't definitely wasn't always like this i think it's not even like the fact that i'm so into like the design work it's just like growing the business like i'm so like i'm so all in in growing the business growing the team like being able to provide as much work as i can for my team and getting more clients and helping people grow their brands so, like that's what's so exciting to me is just like uh, kind of like the operations of the business um and i uh, yeah i'm just like so. I'm so grateful, like all the time, the fact that I found this passion for growing a business because it definitely wasn't like that. But um, before starting my business,
0: but you grew into it. And then, you know, that's, I love who you are. And since I've gotten to know you, and even more so after doing this, you know, having this conversation with you. um, Yeah, you get you get clients who become friends who become your biggest fan. Like I've raved about you and I've sent people to you already and encourage people and I'll continue to encourage because I know that even though you haven't arrived. You will never arrive if you're a person that has a passion to always want to be better and be a better servant and helping others and then you talk about the fact of wanting to ensure your team has and that was one of my questions here too, which mm-hmm. it, it flowed great. So, you, you know, your team, you have a team of people that you feel responsible for. Mm-hmm. And so you're always striving to be the best version of you so you can help them be the best version of themselves and support themselves and support you and your, your community of, of people that you're dealing with, such as me and other people, the network, mm-hmm. right, is going to continue to grow to a point where, one of the things I wanted to ask is where do you see where do you see digital nomad design in regards to expansion? Where do you see yourself in one three, five years from now if you don't mind sharing
1: yeah that's a that's a great question. I sometimes have a difficult time visualizing and having um some people have like these like really grand goals with a, with a huge dollar amount next to it and all of these things. And sometimes it's hard for me to figure out what exactly that looks like for digital nomad designs. I do have, um, plans to have, even though like traveling, it's it is so important to me. I would like to actually have like a physical location, uh, at some point where people from our team can, you know, meet up where we can have, uh, either an, an event or, um, or if, they just want to have a different environment to work on, to work in, um, in the more short term, I actually in, in the process and have kind of started, uh, to open up a new vertical of the business, which is offering photography and videography, which is really cool because that's my original, that's where my original love of creative, um, or creativity came from is photography. That's how I got into like college. And um, so it's kind of like full circle that we're starting this new vertical of, um, of being able to provide photography and videography services. And we've already started that with a couple of clients, which is super exciting. Uh, but beyond that, it is absolutely growing the team. I There's definitely a need to <laughs> in real time, but, um, to be able to grow the time, the team even more and, um, provide, provide them work, uh, that they love and to be able to provide them consistent work is, um, definitely always the goal as well as continuing to encourage people in the team and, um, just followers of the brand to continue to travel.
0: Awesome yeah continue that we should you know the followers of you and your brand continue to travel but also continue to be impressed as i have been and continue to be right so Yeah. yeah i think you're doing a great job
1: thank you yeah and definitely like it's always so important to be able to provide the best customer or client experience like the d- web design development industry has a reputation for miscommunic- or a lack of communication and um, like flakiness. And that's something that we strive to be the opposite of. Um, so it's super important to me to always provide the best client experience. And I think a lot of that comes into play with um, doing, th- just doing little things that most people wouldn't do. Or, um, I like to try and add in like a little surprise in any sort of, um, client project, like for you with the blog post or something. Yeah,
0: that was awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So yeah, that's, that's always like, that's going to be a continued goal forever. It's just in finding ways to improve the experience. Cause that's like really what it comes down to is, um, no matter what, pandemic or what recession or whatever that the world is in, like, it doesn't matter. Like people are always going to come back to you. If you can provide them an amazing experience with a lot of value.
0: Yeah. Relationship building in my industry is the same thing. They, you know, it's stagnant in the sense that people are shy away from getting proper help in regards to their finances their insurance or just learning how to live life on purpose. It's so much Mm -hmm. outside of just finances. It's people don't care about one another. They just want an interaction transaction to happen and walk away. Whereas I want to have that ultimate customer experience. Like you're talking about where they they're comfortable. They send people to you. They want to come back themselves. And even if they don't need another service of yours, you still have a fan for life. That's Mm going to talk about your services Um, like I was, uh, who did I interview this week? We talked about it, the coffee table conversation where you're all sitting around a coffee table. Maybe it's at a coffee shop, having a coffee and somebody says, blah, 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 blah. I have this issue. My website's not getting proper traction or I need a website or I need somebody that cares enough to help me with my copyright, my SEO, all that stuff. And I'm going to be the person going, Hey, I know somebody, Mm -hmm. right? but that happens in coffee table conversations and, and and you know it's about supporting those that we care about and it's a, and having that relationship mentality to always continue to strive to be the best person because we naturally become leaders when we serve others in the in the way they need to be served right so yeah so what would you say in your life for some of the things that you wish you had done better on the road to where you're currently at? You know, maybe you should have uh, read more, maybe you should have listened to more audiobooks, or maybe you should have hung out with a better type of person or, you know, it could be anything you know, that you think that you could have done better on the, on the road and journey to where you're at now.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I think that from the, time that i would had um kind of graduated college to when i started my business i was really in this mindset of okay i have to check off all the the boxes that we're supposed to check off as as adults (laughs) and so i was under this impression that like okay i was in this relationship that i guess that means like okay the next step is to or i guess i first started with like me having this like nice really nice startup job and like okay box checked me getting this relationship that ended up being a long-term relationship okay box checked getting um getting a a place together or whatever so I think like I was in this mindset of thinking that I had to do what 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 society was like what society tells us that we need to do and like following the the um the, the rules I guess I was very much about like check just checking all the boxes and so that kind of got me into this mindset of living it got me into this habit of living a passive life and so to relate it to your slogan of living life on purpose and not by accident um, I was very much not intentional about the way that I was going about life and I had um because of that I had fallen into this Uh, not so good, like, relationship that had um, actually been the reason for me to um, pour myself into starting this business and pour myself into traveling and um, just pour myself into working is because I was living this, like, passive life of going through the motions and feeling like I was I was doing what i was supposed to do in life because i was going through the motions and doing what i was supposed to do um but not really realizing that that was actually not going to get me anywhere so i feel like if i um i feel like the kind of like the lesson or or thing that i wish i i would have known um but at the same time it kind of helped me is that i need to live life with more intention um and it would or that i needed to live life with more intention speaking about like you know what seven or eight years ago but but at this point and um yeah so i think
0: that's great great. yeah that's a good answer that's you know living with intention living with purpose whatever word you want to do or say you're right though it is who we become who we are because of the you know the hills and valleys or the points and times in our lives where we trip and have to pick ourselves up or others help pick us ourselves up and dust us off. So, yeah, you know, and that's great because people need to understand again, back to what I'd asked earlier, people need to understand that it's a journey starting, you know, right from high school, college, you know, go through relationships. We have all these things we hide in our work and people need to understand that we're, you know, as business owners, entrepreneurs they think it's just we snapped our fingers but it's a journey it's a it's a constant journey to self-discovery development becoming better versions of ourselves liking who we are so that we can project and help others like who they are right hence why i got i started using 18 years ago living life on purpose not by accident is because i lived that life of living life by accident and so many of us do and and that's why I myself personally want to help people so that they can collapse timeframes. And it's important for people to hear your side of that so that, you know, millennials and any age category, it doesn't even matter if you're a millennial, you can be X, you can be baby boomer, Y generation, whatever. You know what? Just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Just step up to the plate. It's okay to have, you know, A failure. Failures are just a stepping stone for success.
1: We all have like past like adversities or traumas or um, things that we had to overcome that like inevitably influence us and influence who we are. Uh, But at the end of the day, we're responsible uh, and we have to hold ourselves accountable for who we become. So I think that it's, um, it's, yeah, it's really important to just continue to hold ourselves accountable because we, we literally have a choice every single day to wake up and decide whether we want to be intentional with our day. Because honestly, I, I really think that like we have to, as individuals, honestly, we have to like fight to become um, or to make the choice of living with intention. It's not just something that you can go and be like, hey, I'm going to live with intention. No, you have to actually like make that decision and like do it. Um, I, I always like remember a, um, there's a book called awareness by, um, Anthony DeMello. And he says that, um, the, one of the things that, one of the lines that always sticks out to me is that in this world, um, most people are asleep and, um, people are not awake. So there, most people are asleep and the, and if you want to wake, wake up, the first thing that you have to know is that you don't want to wake up. And so like I was saying, like you just you every single day is like a choice for you to s- decide like whether you actually want to live your life with intention or not. The day goes by and you wake up again. And then you have to decide, am I gonna live this life with intention? So it's a constant, um, it's a it's a constant battle. <laughs> but that's honestly it's a constant battle. And that sounds a little bit like maybe that sounds a little bit negative, but it's really like it's not,
0: it's not, it's like, not negative.
1: Yeah, and that's how you continue to grow and become this ultimate version of yourself.
0: You you know what? Like, people have to realize you never arrive. You always, if you think about it in a situation of of climbing or camping, and I have a friend, author friend of mine, that wrote a book um, that talked about the fact of, you know, many have, but he put it the best way. So you and I are climbing up a mountain, and we camp, Right? biggest Mm -hmm. thing that stops people from climbing mountain trips is that they stop too long. They camp instead of, instead of just resting reconfiguring what's is going good and what's not right. And pivoting and then continuing to climb and, you know, living life with intention never stops. Even the clients that I coach and help out, the biggest thing is, is the ones that they, they get comfortable. They see a little bit of success in their lives. They camp, And then they fall backwards. They get back onto that hamster wheel and it, right. It it happens the rest of your life. You have to, in order to live life on purpose or life of intent, you have to work at it every single day. Like you said, you wake up, you have to have that intention. Do you want it today? Right. What are you doing to ensure you have intention? Do you have gratitude exercises? Do you you know, whatever the case may be that works for you. Maybe you're a person that likes humor. I interviewed a comedian this week and, um, you know, he uses humor, humor to start his day in his state. Obviously, he's a comedian and he has a lot of followers that do that. Right. So whatever works for somebody, the biggest key here is you can't camp. You have to work every day to have intent, to have purpose, to succeed.
1: Yeah, I, I really like the, the camping and climbing analogy that you said. That's awesome. Remember that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it it is so true though. Like uh, we just have to keep on climbing and have good associations. And again, associations aren't just about who we talk to. It's what we read, what we listen to, what we put in between our six inches, because our six inches ties to our heart and soul, right? So attract good network of uh, people and start feeding yourself good positive things, right? You'll continue to learn not to camp so long and climb and don't get me wrong uh, Ari and the listeners I get situations where I have those days where I camp all right but I don't get stuck there right I'm resting resting and camping are two different things Mm -hmm. so if you had to give our listeners one last closing message what would you tell them in regards to giving a heck and never giving up
1: I feel like it's, I want to go back to what I was just saying. I think go ahead. It's that you, if you want to live an intentional life, you have to make the decision every day to go out and do that. Um, if uh, the easy way is to just go through the motions and live comfortably, but if the, if you want to step into that ultimate version of yourself, Uh, at the end, like at the end of your life, then I really believe that it is about putting intention in every single, um, in your day, every single day. And um, if you feel like you're kind of, if things are like easy right now or comfortable um, or just, like I said, going through the motions, then that probably means that you have room to like level up quite a bit and to, um, put in, put in some work to, uh, get into that state of purposeful, li- purposeful living. So, um, yeah, that, that would be my message.
0: <laughs> it's a great message. Yeah. And you're right. It does tie into everything we're talking about ties together in some way, shape or form. And some people listening to this or watching certain things will resonate with them or they will be, you know, at the end of our uh, conversation here, they're going to all of a sudden the light bulb goes on then. So we never know within a conversation, what's going to, you know, tug at the person's heartstrings. Right. So, well, our time is almost up and I want to respect our listeners and your time. However, before we end, can you please tell the listeners, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So if you want any sort of SEO or site on it you can or if you want to um, right is that is that, yeah. is that okay to promote
0: <laughs> yeah you can promote um, whatever you want go ahead
1: I mean, or any sort of if you ever have anything in mind for sites um, website design or anything with Shopify you can always reach me at digitalnomaddesigns.com or my email is ari at digitalnomaddesigns.com with an s at the end of design um and then Instagram is um re.wit so um you can always reach me there and happy to um chat anything related to uh yeah design branding self-development habits all that
0: yeah we'll make sure it's in the show notes too and that's a work in progress right now but yeah (laughs) that that will make sure that uh it's in the show notes and people you know reach out to me obviously you can get a hold of me i am uh a fan of Ari and her business and what she's done for me and how she's helped me level up in the thought process of uh you know what web design and content and how important it is and taking a boring old industry and making it look amazing and yeah, I really uh, yeah. no
1: matter how you're going about your um your your branding and everything and I'm, ha- I'm so excited to be helping you with it along the way. It's so easy in your industry to um, just kind of like go along with what everybody else does, but it's, it's awesome to see that you're kind of doing something different.
0: Yeah. I'm going to continue to level up and pivot. And then I have a great network of people and you're one of them that are going to continue to <laughs> ensure that I don't camp. So yes. <laughs> thanks so much for being on give a heck Ari. I appreciate your time and sharing some of your experience so that, that others Too can learn it is never too late to give a heck so you have a fantastic rest of your day and i look forward to in the future interviewing you again as we continue to grow on our journeys of entrepreneurship
1: amazing thank you so much
0: thank you for taking time out of your day and listening to give a heck If you find value, I'd appreciate you sharing with your friends and family so they too can learn how to live life on purpose, not by accident. So you do not miss the next episode. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and please also post a review. I look forward to reading your comments. This has been Dwight Heck. If you want to check out other podcast episodes or today's show notes, please check out my website, giveaheck.com. And until next time, Together let us all strive to give a hat.